Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hello and welcome to the haunted estate. Hello, my spooky friends. Did you had a wonderful week thus far? That was me trying to be Dracula. Could you tell that it was me? Could you? Could you? I wasn't doing like a mighty good job. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Anyways, I hope you are enjoying your lovely day today. I would like to say that tonight we have a bunch of stories lined up. It was put out on Yahoo Answers. Tell me your ghost stories. And there were a bunch. So I am going to read those to you so that your stories, my stories, and everything in between. Who knows what the night's going to bring us on The Haunted Estate. Call and tell us your story toll free at one 260 3428 or visit theparanormalpodcast.com. Hi, friends. I like to talk about our top cities and top countries. So our top country for the podcast is the United States. Coming in second is Canada, third, Australia, and fourth, United Kingdom. Next, France, then Sweden, India, Germany, Austria, and Spain. And our top city for today, because it, it changes every few hours, is Bothell, W.A., I'm sorry, I'm stupid. And our number one listener is from Wisconsin. There's a picture of her. Does she have a name? Her name is just Wisconsin. But, oh, she just is following me. That is awesome. And makes me feel proud. Anyways, let's jump into the first story. The question was asked. I'm really into the paranormal. Can you tell me your stories? Next. Here we go. There was one time a ceramic heart that was hanging in the wall of my kitchen in my mom's old house. It flew off its nail and landed a few inches from where I was standing, several feet away. That house was odd, though. We'd hear a radio playing, a big band, when there was no radio on in the house. And it was coming from inside the house, not outside. We'd hear someone walking around upstairs when no one was there. Or we'd hear something dropping or falling, but nothing would be out of the ordinary when we checked. I'm fairly sure that the woman whom the house was built for was still there. She had died. Maybe she just loved the house so much that she couldn't leave. There was one time when I'm pretty sure the spirit of a friend who died visited me a couple weeks after his death. I heard someone in my apartment but couldn't see anyone. And when I woke up the next morning, there was an extra cigarette butt that happened to be the brand that he smoked in my ashtray. Another time, I was talking about him to another friend, and suddenly the TV started changing stations really fast, and the remote was nowhere near my friend or me. Also, my sister's house is pretty strange. 
I get weird vibes from it whenever I'm there. And if I sleep there, my sleep is often interrupted by strange dreams, no matter where I'm sleeping. I've slept in many people's houses and never had the issues that I have there. So that isn't the problem. When I was house-sitting for her one time, my now ex-boyfriend's best friend swore that he saw the ghost of a little girl there. A couple years later, my nephew claimed he saw the little girl, and he described her exactly the way my ex's friend described her. They never spoke to each other, my nephew and the friend, and I never told anyone in the family about it, so I don't know how to explain that one. When I went to Dachatu at one point, I stepped into a room that had been used as oh Dachu? <laughs> at one point I stepped into a room that had once been used to house prisoners. As soon as I did, something very dense made me feel like I was choking up. I don't know how to describe that other than saying that. I immediately walked back out and practically ran for the exit. Also at Dachu, there is a room right outside the ovens. The gas chambers. That's not exactly a good room. I don't know what happened there, but as soon as I walked in, I needed to get out. My mother-in-law told me that the sign said that they were stacked. That's where they stacked the bodies. She felt a chill when she walked through, too, before she even read the sign. Here's another one. This is from yy for me <laughs> This happened a while ago in Brisbane, Australia. Although it sounds like an Alfred Hitchcock tale, it is true. John Bradford, a Sydney University student, was on the side of the road hitchhiking on a very stormy night. The storm was so strong he could hardly see a few feet in front of him. He waited and waited, but no cars came by. Suddenly, he saw a car slowly coming towards him and stopped. John, desperate for shelter, and without thinking about it, he got in and closed the door, just to realize that there was no one behind the wheel, and the engine wasn't on. The car started moving slowly. John looked at the road and saw a curve approaching. Scared, he started to pray, begging for his life. When, just before they hit the curve, a hand appeared through the window and turned the wheel. John, paralyzed with terror, watched how the hand appeared every time they came to a curve. When Jaw saw the lights of the pub down the town, he gathered his strength, jumped out of the car, and ran to it. Soaking wet and out of breath, he rushed inside and asked for two shots of tequila. 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 It does. It would. Tequila. <laughs> tequila. Tequila. Oh, my God. Should I get a shot of tequila? Tequila? Oh, I'm just giving up. I, you know when you say something so many times, it doesn't sound right, and I feel like I'm not saying it right. So anyways, he then started to tell everyone about the horrible experience he had just been through. A silence of an enveloped everybody when they realized he was crying and he wasn't drunk. About 15 minutes later, two guys walked into the pub. They were also wet and out of breath, looking around and seeing John Bradford sobbing at the bar. One said to the other, look, Bruce. There's the bloody idiot that got in the car while we were pushing it. Oh. I'm leaving this in. I would take that out, but you really got me, buddy. You really got me. That's hilarious. That's so hilarious. Okay, guys. He pulled one over on me. Anyways, I bet that'll be hilarious to the viewers, and you can use that and tell your friends that as a funny little joke story. Anyways, let's go on to the next. This story is by Mandy. 
Growing up, I lived in a home built by a man named Dale. He put all his heart and soul into the home, but died in the home in 1960 in my mother's bedroom. He could be very nice at times, but also very mischievous. Mischievous. Sometimes we would see puffs of smoke out of the corner of our eyes. And one night I awoke thinking the house was on fire. I always felt, though, that Dale liked me, and I always felt protected in the home. A few years after the buying the home, we had to do some renovations. Dale must not have liked it because the man had gotten so spooked, he said that he would never come back and work again. A few weeks after that, the neighbors came and said, Have you seen Dale? My family no longer lives here, but I always have felt a comfort and wish that I could go back. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Okay. I've been recording podcast after podcast to kind of cover the next week. (coughs) And my throat is just out of talking power. So I don't know if I'm going to get through this or I'm going to cut off in the middle and Continue recording tomorrow. Anyways, here is the next story. It is from Ruby. Well, I went on tour in the haunted vaults beneath the city of Edinburgh. The guide kept telling us to be cautious and what to do if a violent ghost came. She scared the crap out of me, a little kid whose parents had brought him along. It was dark and spooky. Everyone was terrified and nothing happened. Nothing. She gave us a little EMF detectors and told us to go around and listen to them, for if they beat faster, it means a ghost is near. There was no pattern to follow. It was nonsense. I was about the only person in the group who was not terrified. I was 14 at the time, but I have to walk home in the woods, very dark at night. I've never been afraid to walk in the dark, and I've never seen any ghosts. When I walk through the woods at night, I bring a friend. Every few seconds, they scream and grab my arm. They see all sorts of things that aren't there. When I was on the ghost tour, there was one room that the lady said we couldn't go in because that's where the ghost lived it, in it and was simply too violent and wasn't safe. We have been walking underground with creepy things for hours and been told creepy things for hours and I found nothing significant at all. I was just so pissed at her for scaring everyone that I went on to strain the room and kick the wall. The lady almost had a heart attack, but nothing happened to me. There was no ghost to attack me, and there isn't one now. It's not much of a ghost story except for friends being scared, but still, it's a fun little experience to read about. Next story is from Mongrel. I was once walking down a cold, dark, breezy dirt road. There was no sound but the occasional owl. Hoo, hoo, hoo. It was scary at first until I got used to it. After a while, I was feeling great, just walking down the cold, dusty road on my own element. 
Suddenly, a dark figure rustled in the bush to my right. I stopped. <coughs> Surely this couldn't be anything, I thought. Probably just my imagination or an animal. Then it happened again and again and again. I froze terrified. A huge beast stepped out in front of me, breathing slowly, loudly, and softly, then disappeared. Mm. This story is from Melissa. This is 100% true, and to prove it, I'll give some information. I live in Canada. Me too. Quebec. Except I'm in Ontario. <laughs> this story happened when I was around 9 or 10 years old. Keep in mind that I was that age. I was always terrified of being alone. Me and my cousins lived diagonal to each other, so one morning, I decided to go over and hang out with Courtney, one of my cousins that lived there. So I went over and knocked on the door. Her sister, Bianca, answers the door and tells me that she's gone, but that I can stay and wait for her if I want. So I decide to stay. She offers me a drink, and like normally, like, no, like she would normally, <coughs> we would talk for a couple of minutes, and then she decides to go take a shower. She said that I could wait for a while. I do, and play on the PS3, Little Big Planet. When I was younger, I really enjoyed that game. Anyways, about 20 minutes have passed, and I was still playing, enjoying the game, but a little scared to be in her house alone in case something happened. A few minutes after she comes out with a towel on her head and one around her body, silently, and didn't even tell me where she was going, but I could have guessed. She, said be she could have said be right back or something. She makes her way up the stairs to change her clothes. Once she closes her door, I start to panic a bit. I didn't want to be downstairs alone. I was debating whether or not to go upstairs with her, but I thought it would be really weird. So I stayed. Around one minute later, she comes out of the bathroom again. Crazy, right? I stand up and ask her, didn't you just come out of the bathroom? And she's like, no. I started to freak out. I didn't even tell her what I saw. I just told her I had to go. About a week later, I came back to their house with my mom. We were sitting around the table and talking about ghost stories. Me, my mom, and their mom, Bianca, Courtney, and Kate, Katie. I then decided to come out and tell them everything. In that moment, they all stared at me except for their mom. She told me that their dead stepsister looked exactly like Bianca and was probably who I saw. I came back to their house many times after, and almost every time I went, something weird happened. Her mom has also told me that one morning she was up at 3 a.m., and our, our house is diagonal to each other, right? So, okay, her mom was doing dishes, and she looked out the window towards my house to see that our kitchen light was on. This time it was not, but then she looked through the kitchen window and saw an old man staring back at her. Email us your ghost story local folklore or anything in between selena at thehauntedestate.com or call us toll free at 1-877-260-3428 when i was a kid around 13 about eight of us would hang out on a narrow street there was an old woman who lived in a corner house um, on her own at the opposite side where we would gather i'm not proud of this and wish i never did it but we would torment her a lot we began knocking on the door, giving her a load of rubbish when she answered. We told her we were from the papers and wanted a photo. Another night, we told her that we were police cadets and had come to, com come to complain about the dog she owned, as it was barking. We knew she didn't own a dog, but she was confused and apologized. 
After a few nights of this, we gathered at the usual place. It was winter and very dark, about 9 p.m. We stood nattering. Someone looked at her upstairs bedroom window. She never used upstairs and had a bed in the front room. We could see it when we knocked on the door. I think she couldn't make the stairs. He said, look, someone's staring in the bedroom, staring at us. We all looked. He was right. There appeared to be a heavy-built man, about 40, just standing there, staring at us. He seemed to be wearing a white shirt. The upstairs bedroom was always in total blackness. We became more and more uneasy until it got that bad. We went for a walk, and when we got back, the figure in the darkness was gone. He had stood motionless and returned to stare for about a half hour. Now he was gone. We knew that she was alone and never had visitors. I often wondered if maybe that was a husband that died many years ago, or if she lost a son. Somebody was protecting her, and it worked. We never tormented her again after that night. Serves us right. I deeply regret doing that to that poor lady and think about her time and time again. This one is by John. A friend reported that when driving in the country, a man suddenly ran over the road in front of him, causing him to brake sharply. With his car skidding and coming to a rest broadside on and across on the road, by the time he recovered and looked around, he could not see anyone in the adjacent moonlit plow field. He agreed with my suggestion that time had elapsed between the sighting and his looking around standing outside his car would probably be sufficient amount of time to allow a skilled person to take cover. An ex-Marine who heard this account and description of the scene was confident that, it could have, that he could have been able to conceal himself in such a case. We suspected that he might have been a poacher who did not wish to be found. This next story is from Steve. Okay, so when I was a kid, around 13 to 14, me and my friends from our neighborhood were waiting outside of our neighbor's house, waiting for his parents to get home, and it was dark out. He told us that his house was extremely creepy, and he didn't like to be in it alone. We, the other kids, were teasing him about this while sitting on the front lawn of the house. I had a good view of the houses in the front window along with my brother, who was sitting next to me. As one of the kids began to tease the kid who told us that his house was creepy, a silhouette of a man appeared to walk across his living room, passing right across the front window. I interrupted the kid who was talking and said, What's that? Pointing at the still visible silhouette. Everybody freaked out, jumped up, and ran off. The kid who lived at the house asked if he could stay with us until his parents got home got binoculars and watched out our window to see if we could see anything else. Nothing happened, and the kid went home after seeing his parents pull up and park. This story is from Aline. My sister and my cousin were all in one room, just goofing around, talking, and watching TV as we heard a sound outside. My sister's room window is facing the backyard and is on the second floor. We look outside, and no one is there, but we see footprints coming out of the wall, like there was no possible way for a human to walk up and just stop. They came out of the wall and stopped about halfway through the backyard, and then they just disappeared. There was no trace of the footprints walking backwards. It was really creepy. There are others, but this is the creepiest one. The next story is from Ollie. A few days before my grandfather passed away, things in my house on hooks started flying off and landing in the middle of the room. Books would fall 
and land directly open in the middle of the room. The clock, my mother said, hadn't had batteries in years, started working on the day that one of our neighbors had passed away. One day, me and my sister and best friend were taking pictures in the summer, late at night. We all had spaghetti straps on because it was so hot, and we didn't notice in the night. But in the morning, we looked through the pictures and saw what looked to be a woman in a short sleeve shirt with necklace above and next to me with shoulder-length hair. We all had long hair and spaghetti straps on and couldn't find an explanation how to find the woman in the picture. I was born in a very small village in the mountains. The place we stayed during vacation was small was a small farm that had a very nice river with a bridge that was the only way into the village. One day, my father woke up at night after hearing a woman crying. He checked outside to see if somebody was in need of help. There was no one. Yet, he could hear the woman cry for a long time. When he asked my grandmother, who lived in the village, we visit her at the su- in the summer because it was close to the city, she said that it must have been a dream or something as there were no houses near our farm but for the duration of our stay he heard that cry over and over again one day he insisted that he was not imagining it and that some poor woman may be in trouble or something so he asked his grandma to tell him if he knew if she knew of the woman my grandma said that the woman in question was dead that she had died after jumping off that bridge Um, It happens that one day her husband and her two children had gone out for the day um, to another town, and and she had been home waiting. Their jeep was on the bridge when it suddenly went out of control, and they plunged into the river below. The woman went mad and crying and started running around the bridge looking for them. She finally went over the edge when nobody was watching, jumped in the river. Grandma said that her ghost always cries for her family, therefore she's hurt at night. I experienced it too, once or twice, when I was a little bit older. The next is by C. Money. (laughs) The only experience I ever had with something that I could not explain was this. I was about 12 years old and staying over at a friend's house. We had this scary Halloween mask that we used to use to scare her sister. When we were done with it, I just tossed it on my friend's bed. Later, I was walking down the hall towards her room, and the mask just shot out of her room and landed on the floor in front of me. I looked into her room. No one was there. That's creepy. (laughs) This one is from Libby. I heard this one from my mom about me. When I was a baby, we lived in about a 300-year-old house in England, so of course some kind of paranormal entity was going to be there. Well, anyways, it was just me and my mom home and we were in the kitchen she was cooking dinner and I was sitting in one of those swings only the only one that we had it was one that you winded up to move the swing had stopped moving for a good 20 minutes my mom was too busy to wind it back up again so I just sat there all of a sudden the swing started to move slowly at first and then faster after my mom heard me cooing and laughing as if someone was there So my mom came over and saw the winder thing. It wasn't moving, but I was. So she called the landlord, and they told her about an old lady who had died in her sleep. There have been many, many sightings of her, some of her chasing you out of the bathroom or others of her just walking up and down the hallway. 
So yeah, I heard this from my mom when I was about nine months old. Nice. Um, I was with my boyfriend in his house. We were home alone making dinner. While it was cooking, we'd gone off to watch something on television. His house is set so far out where you can walk in circles through the living room, dining room, and kitchen through arches instead of doors. While we were walking through to check his dinner, a glass cup threw out, flew out at us from another room and shattered on the kitchen cupboard right next to us. There was definitely no one else home, and we have no idea how it happened. Next is from Sophia. One time, when I was five or six, my brother and I were playing in the basement, and all of a sudden, the lights turned off. No one said they did it, so when we turned the switch, it worked perfectly. Another time, I was sitting and waiting in the house, and the door next to me moved. It was the basement door. One time, I swear I saw a ghost, and again, I was sitting waiting for someone. I saw it moving, and then it disappeared. This story is from Towanda. I have several. I went to college at the University of Texas at Brownsville. It is on the grounds of Fort Brown. Fort Brown is where the black soldiers were at the end of the Civil War. You've heard about the battle four days after the Civil War. The Union soldiers were lost and captured by the Confederates, and immediately the Confederates were told the war was over. So then they became prisoners. The, batter, the battle at Palmetto Hill. Moving on. There are many stories on campus by reputable people about seeing soldiers. One professor admits to being in the library late and hearing trumpets. He went to the window to see what the noise was about and found a whole troop on parade on horseback going down the library parking lot. He ran into a witness, but they disappeared. Most of these things happen at night or really early in the day. But one sunny day, I had just come out of the library and was walking to, Gorn to Gorgas Hall, an old, old building from the Civil War. I looked up, and in the distance, I saw soldiers in blue uniforms. It didn't register immediately. I thought that those guys looked like soldiers from a kid program when I was little. I don't wear those uniforms and don't wear those uniforms anymore. I was rapidly walking towards the soldiers. One heavier black man had his foot up on a small barrel and was talking animatedly, animatedly to a skinny black man. And the third was behind them. I actually was stupefied and did not even pay attention to the third man. It was like a little cut in time with jagged edges in the middle of campus. The skinny man looked up and looked at me dead in the eye. The large one then turned and looked at me. They both looked mad, and then the whole thing just disappeared. I've been trying to sketch these two men, but I'm not very good. There are pictures inside the buildings, and I held the sketches up, and it looked like one of the men. This isn't a ghost story as much as it feels like a split in time where you see the past. Ghost story. Long story short. My mother died after a long, terrible battle with cancer. My father called me at work to tell me she passed. My mother was always my protector, and as my father spoke, not so gently, I could feel someone press, the, press their hand against the back of me and then put their arms around me. I felt my mother say okay. That was a big help. I hadn't gone to see her before work as I always did. I was exhausted and then guilty. If I would have gone, 
there, I would have been able to see her in the AM. I thought that was her letting me know that she was okay after she died. It's quite a gift. People have tried to rationalize what happened, but I don't care. I'll take the gift I received. I really love when, like, just normal people share their stories. It's, it's, it's quite a gift, and I really love hearing ones about soldiers and stuff like that. Right now, I'm just trying to figure out what I'm going to call this episode. Um, my throat is dying, so I'm just going to talk out the last of this intro instead of trying to read something and take a sip of water every 12 seconds. I just want to say that I love you guys a lot, and the number one way to get our podcast out there is simply to share it with your friends. That is what is going to make this podcast a podcast to get more people and and more stories and stuff like that so I just want to say thank you to all I hope you have an absolutely wonderful evening and if you have a story call it in to 1-877-260-3428 but that's all that we have tonight on the haunted estate Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.